every state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, a.k.a. Black Bruce Dwayne, Michael Carter Williams Jr. Here with... Ali, a.k.a. Brandon Ingram just hit a game-winning buzzer beater. <laughs> Raj, a.k.a. Brandon Ingram, what the hell, man? He would be on my all-star vote if I were a media member. Yes, no, absolutely. Just for everyone listening, we just, like, the buzzer beater just happened probably a minute ago. So, we that's why we're, like, using that as our AKA, because we just got hyped from that. <laughs> I didn't even see it. Ali just played it on his sounds. I just heard ingraining <laughs> the shot, but I'm I'm going to watch it later. <laughs> Ali, how did you see the video? I'm just curious. Like, where did you go? So I saw everyone tweet out like, B.I., B.I., and I was like, wait, what? And then I saw someone say, Brandon Ingram hit a buzzer beater. So I went and I searched it up on Twitter, like, you know, just search up Brandon Ingram. And then you go to like recents and a fan uploaded a clip. Okay, so I opened up the League Pass app because the game had just ended and I just rewinded it to the final play. <laughs> oh, I feel wow, like must... that was slightly more inefficient. Must, <laughs> must be nice, huh? <laughs> Hey, hey, wait, wait! D- describe this to me. Like, I want to enjoy this. Like, wh- what happened? How how did this? How did this happen? You you since you had a better view of it, Rick. You wanna you wanna go ahead and tell him. All right. Well, part of the issue with my better view is I only saw replays. Um, but uh, I believe the ball was inbounded with about six, seven, eight seconds left. Okay. And honestly, oh, they're gonna kill me for this. It was kind of Kobe. No, I was gonna say that. Oh, I was no, gonna, don't do that. I was, oh, no, man. I was gonna say that. It was very Kobe. Co- oh, dude, you took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. It, it was very Kobe esque. I'm very pissed that you said that because I wanted to be the one that said that. I apologize. I apologize. No. That's what happens when you give it up. You gave it up. I took it. Dude, wait, wait. Was it, it like number eight or number twenty four? Like which which one? Uh, twenty four. Okay. I would I would definitely say that as well. Okay. He, he like because he, he like he curled. got the ball. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. You already stole well, yeah, my okay, line, I'm... so you go ahead and steal this. <laughs> well, now that I stole your line, you can describe it. No, no, I don't want him. I don't want him. All right, so it was an inbounds <laughs> play. He got the ball, and he kind of, he wrapped around, like, I think he caught it right at the top of the key, and he, it's like he literally, he got the ball, dribbled around, did they set a screen? Uh, Yeah. So he, 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 he went, he drove off the screen, kind of curled, but not like all the way. And he just got to like the short corner mid wing area. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he lit, it was like he was in practice. He just got to his spot and pulled up for a little like fading jumper, fading to the, like back and towards the baseline in the corner a little bit. And it was like, literally he got to the spot and no one could stop him because he's so long. He just had to get the shot off. It was like a practice <laughs> jumper. It was beautiful. Hold, hold up. I need to know who got the screen assist so I can tell David Locke and the Utah Jazz. Who got the screen assist? Like who? Who said the screen? Because it could be a triple double screen. Assist. Yeah, exa- you exactly. Know. You don't want to cut a guy short. Yeah, gotta be careful. <laughs> you Shout happy you stole that from me, Rick? I'm sorry. You happy you stole that from me? Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it happens from time to time. Um, hey. sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm still. Try- I'm trying to steal the tweet before any of you two tweet it. <laughs> Well, when you listen to this podcast, listeners, and you see Ali's tweet, just know it was stolen goods. <laughs> stolen goods. That sounded like uh, that sound kind of sounded like Seinfeld a little bit. That sounded like a Kramer line. Stolen goods. I don't know. Y'all don't. Do y'all watch Seinfeld? Yes, no. I love Seinfeld. Are you kidding me? Just, oh. just making sure. It, it's it wasn't on Netflix, show. so I don't know. 
What did you say? It was. It's not on Netflix, right? No. Okay. No. I don't think be... so. Wait, wait, wait. It might be. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they might have taken it away. Okay. Um, I hate to put a damper on this because we should really get to the Lakers stuff, but apparently someone got fouled at the end of the Jazz Pelicans games, and it's going to overtime. Oh no! Oh come on! It was no longer a game winner. <laughs> wow. Wait, what? I'm, I'm I just pulled up the the leak. Well, actually, I got an email, and apparently the score is one twenty two, one twenty two. Rudy Gobert shot free throws for some reason. <laughs> what? Um. No Something way! Was, Did they threw a lob and then they fouled him. I think that's exactly what happened. I think it was an, uh, a foul on the on the lob on the inbounds play. Wait! Somebody just tweeted, "Ball don't lie." Does that mean he missed one or like what happened? I think he had to miss one because it was one twenty one, one twenty two. Oh, okay. And they and now it's tied. Yeah, they they called a foul on the lob play. Oh, so oh, so Ingram put it to put them up one. Yes. Oh, okay. And there was point two seconds left, so not even enough time for a catch and shoot. Okay. All right. Look, I'm just gonna pretend the game ended there, and yeah. like, then Ingram got the win. Like, there's, there's no reason to keep going. <laughs> Rick, if if it makes you feel better, I spelled esk wrong. I put Kobe dash esk, uh, and I got roasted for it. So. <laughs> Wait, you saw that and just went, ah, press send. No one was. Yeah, I was just trying to tweet out fast because I didn't want to focus on my phone while we're while we're doing a pod. So I was like, let me just send this real quick. And I didn't even think about it. And I put ESK. And now I now I now now I just look like a fool. Now you gotta leave it. It's on brand. I know. It's already it's already getting ah, damn it. Alright. Well, while that game ends in overtime, I hope the Jazz lose. I but can't believe that. that they fouled him there. I, I don't, I don't, I, young team, let's do that. Let's say that. Don't, don't forget the Lakers once had a young team as well, making similar mistakes at the end of games. Yes. And now they all play for the Pelicans. Like it's, it's nice. This is true. Yeah. So moving on from past Lakers, the Lakers played a game against another kind of young team, the Orlando Magic. And uh, lost in a tough fashion, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like the transition, Raj. I've never heard you transition, so I like the transition. I- I'm learning. I'm KCP. I'm learning how to go on breaks now. Well, then you, you, were, were you bullied? <laughs> what was that? Bullied not not to that not to that extent. No, no. I okay. I learned on myself. Okay. All yeah. Right, all right. I liked it though. That was good. Uh, they did have a tough loss. Uh, surprisingly, it didn't hurt me. Like, it didn't, like, it wasn't one of those losses where, like, right afterwards you're upset. Mm-hmm. I genuinely was like, ah, they lost that one, but it's fine. Like, I, I I haven't had a loss like that in a while. And I think it's because, like, you saw the heart. Like, they obviously struggled in the first half, but in the second half, like, they played with so much heart. Like, the, the, the Lakers that we've seen the last few games. And, like, yeah, they lost, but you know they're not going to, you know, put their heads down. I bet you they have the same reaction as us. Like, I still, I still think. Like I, I, I did not lose any sleep after that, as you'd like to say, Raj. But the sleep, the sleep was the same. <laughs> I felt like, so I've, I've mentioned this before. How it's hard to sometimes, like, it's hard to ride the emotional roller coaster of games, especially when the Lakers are down. Because I'm like, this isn't gonna last. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta save my emotional reactions for like later in the game. Uh, and I felt like really vindicated with that, <laughs> um, <laughs> d- during the Orlando game. 
Uh, I almost lost myself a little bit because, you know, going down 20 to Orlando. But I just remember specifically the two Orlando games last year, and I think we lost both of them. Um, so I was like, you know what? If we lose to Orlando, at least we're consistent. And here we are. See, if we would have lost by 20-something, that's different. I would have been upset after that loss. Mm-hmm. But because they showed that they still have heart and they they got their 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 uh, run back in the game, like it, it made it different for me. And yeah, Magic, there's there's always Magic will always beat us every year, and Vucevic will kill us. It's always the same, right? And I mean, I I came I came away from that game more impressed with Orlando than pissed off at the Lakers. Mm. Like Markel Fultz was. He looked back to why he was drafted at number one, and then we had no Anthony Davis. LeBron couldn't couldn't shoot. He looked kind of disinterested at times. Like, I mean, not disinterested, but like he wasn't gonna go full hard against Orlando Magic on some some uh, random night in January. So I thought that, I thought they played well. The, the team had a lot of fight, like you said, Ali, and they made it close. I mean, that's all you can ask for uh, yeah. in that kind of game. Offensively, LeBron was kind of holding back uh, throughout the whole game. He he was playmaking really well, but just not really aggressive, like scoring wise. Yeah, I mean, like he, it's something for him to tie his career high in assists, but only shoot the ball like what, what eight times? I I don't remember exactly. He let me check that. He shot <laughs> he shot nineteen times. Maybe score eight points is what I meant. <laughs> wow. I was just so uh, so impressed with Markel Fultz that it kind of just like confused Dude, me what he, I was watching there. He looked sick. I lo- that that play where he kind of like bumped LeBron. I was impressed with that. I was like, damn, that's a nice move. That was bananas. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. If so, if LeBron would have sold it, if LeBron would have flopped, you know, if like that was James Harden, James Harden would have been flying. But if LeBron would have flopped, he would have gotten the charge there. <laughs> so so it's weird. Like I see Philly people and you'd be like, oh, they gave him away for nothing. And they're like, yeah, we don't need another point guard that can't shoot. But he's different. Like it's, I mean, he can't shoot threes, but he can hit like the mid range pull up, and like he gets to the basket. He's crafty. Like, uh, it's it's cool to see Markel Fultz good again. Yeah, it's a it's a great story. Yeah, but it's just my favorite thing about him though are his dunks. His dunks are so nice. I'm trying to remember. Philly traded. Markel Fultz for Jonathan Simmons. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it was a second rounder and a top twenty protected first rounder. Yes, exactly. And I think, I mean, the Magic will most. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or not. But it, it, anyway, if they don't, if that pick doesn't convey in the upcoming draft, then it becomes two seconds. Right. To give Markel Fultz for three seconds and Jonathan Simmons. <laughs> shout out! Shout out Orlando. By the yeah. way, Jonathan Simmons is not in the NBA this year, so I I think they won that they won that deal. I thought yeah, I I thought Jonathan Simmons was gonna be better than he turned out. Like when he was with the Spurs, everyone was thinking like this guy's gonna be like a very great bench player for years, like the way he was playing with the Spurs, and then it just never really panned out when he left. That was also a really weird situation. Like that wasn't an amicable split with the Spurs, was it? Like I don't think it was. Right. I think I think they paid him like a little bit more, but yeah, he he was having like I think minutes issues or something with the Spurs. I don't remember. I forgot which player it was. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's Corey Joseph. Was no Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph was on the Spurs, right? Yeah, it might have been Corey Joseph. I don't remember which player, but I remember 
it's probably not Jonathan Simmons, but a player like wanted to come back to Spurs and was willing to take the offer. And then Popovich was like, are you crazy? Go accept the other offer because it was like for way more money. I feel like that was Boban. Oh, it might have been. It might have been. But I just remember that story and thinking like that was pretty insane. Real quick, just because we talked about Jonathan Simmons being out of the league. um, I just wanted to say, uh, because I'm a jerk, that the Phoenix Suns spent top 10 picks on Dragon Bender, Josh Jackson, and Marquise Chris. And Marquise Chris is on like a two-way. And Josh Jackson and Dragon Bender are out of the league. Okay, moving on to the Magic Game. Wait, uh, wait hold on. Marquise Chris is also out of the league. He I thought the Warriors... Dropped. He no, got dropped Warriors, by the Warriors. No, no, no. But then the Warriors picked him up on a two-way. They did that, uh, I think, yesterday. Yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah. Know, oh, you know, okay. you know, you know, Raj, you would, uh, you would know if you had it on your the tweet notification. <laughs> <on the Warriors>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to let everyone know, Ra- Ra- <laughs> I was gonna say Woj doesn't have tweet notifications. Uh, Raj doesn't have tweet notifications for anybody, which I find honestly, if you don't have it, that's fine. But like. It's crazy to me because that's how I figure out like right away what happened in the league, like what trade, uh, okay. what sign. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now we're gonna do this right now because you're gonna put me on blast. Okay, so let's look at Woj's last like three tweets, and let me know if I need like these on notifications right now. So, uh, well, last one was the Jeff Teague one, which I guess I'll okay. How, I'll did, accept, you find, but... <laughs> how, how late did you find out about that one? Everyone retweets Woj. Like I don't yes, need but, to. But I don't even know. You, I don't even how, follow how, Woj, and I see it. How long after that tweet did you find out? <laughs> Maybe like two minutes after no, that tweet. You're 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 lying. Yeah. No, I scrolled Twitter and I saw it. Like it wasn't. It, I don't think it was that much after. Uh, well, maybe not two minutes, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty quickly after. You know um, what? You know what, Raj? It's not about. It's not about how quickly you're gathering the information. Yeah, exactly. it's, about it's not about taking. No, it, it's about taking your 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 work seriously. Do you want to be knowledgeable about the happenings of the league? Or are you going to be a fraud? Do you want to let thirteen thousand followers down? That's it. Because, like, I, I just like I don't know what to say to those people that like, yo, I'm uh, I'm friends with this guy. We work together. We pod, but he doesn't care about staying abreast of league happenings. I just I don't not, know how to communicate that. Not just that, Genie Bus follows you. Like, if you are gonna, oh, if, you, if you want to be on top of this, you have to like as soon as NBA news comes out, you tweet it out. If you're two minutes late, she may be like, oh, maybe he's disinterested in the league. Unfollow. You know, like you got to be on top of this. Well, first, I don't think Jeannie Buzz follows me for that. I'm pretty sure she follows me for <laughs> Laker-related news. No, and I really no, don't think, no. like, a Jeff Teague trade with Minnesota is as, like, as important of information to her as this is. I tweet now for Jeannie Buzz. Like, that's what <laughs> <laughs> my, my Twitter. My tweets are dedicated to Jeannie Buzz. You should just do that. You should just, at the end of each tweet, like, have that message, like, this tweet was dedicated to Genie Bus. You know, at the end of text messages, sometimes yeah. people will have something at the end of every right. message. Yeah. Right. You just have okay. that for your okay. tweets. Okay, but, like, Woj is, like, he had three tweets about a bunch of dudes on 10 days that I'd, I really don't think I need that to be, like, on tweet notifications. Oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were too good for the G League. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But hold on, hold on. No, no, no. That's, wow. that's not what I said. I just oh. meant, like, I don't need that front page on my phone, you know what I mean, through the day. I just, well, so I don't. So you just need to see your wallpaper. <laughs> you don't want to see any NBA news. You don't I, like the NBA that much that you want to see news. You don't I like turn it on in the in like the free agency time, like in July when 
What about trade season? The best season of all. Hmm. It's it's a month. Away. It's three weeks away. Like we we have some time. The Lakers don't like they're gonna make a move in until like two weeks. So I, listen, I think I got some time. Listen, if trade <laughs> if a trade happens, the Lakers are signing, and you, and I see that you are like five minutes late. I'm tr- I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna you you'll see. <laughs> okay, you, you know what? That, that's true. But I feel like I would know. I feel like I would, I talk to enough people. Um, in the wow. DMs and things like that, that I would know. Like, and you guys are gonna share it. I would see it. So I, I feel like you, you guys have got me in this. Like my all the people I follow have got me. I, I don't think I need to. I uh, used to have you in this, but after these, <laughs> these past few minutes, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> are you trying to like pressure me to follow Woj <laughs> and Shams? Like this is, like I don't understand what you get out of that, but. <laughs> This this peer pressure has taken up a significant chunk of this episode. <laughs> you should title this the peer pressure episode. I might just have to. <laughs> I might just have to. But then we got to talk about KCP. So, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. So the Lakers uh, gave a good effort to come back from two deficits in Orlando. <laughs> uh, shout out um, Troy Daniels in Quinn Cook. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They balled out. Richmond shout stand out. up. Mm-hmm. Raj, where did Troy Daniels go to college? In Virginia. He's never going to forget that. Virginia Commonwealth. There we I go. Got, I got you, bro. My guy. <laughs> Havoc shout season. Out, uh, shout out Caruso. Hope, hope, hope everything's okay there. Right. That looked right. like a terrible elbow to the face. So I don't want to like be uh, like a prisoner of the moment, but I really feel like his presence would have helped late in the game like we might have won that game you know like effort was a big issue there and i feel like maybe the runs would have started a little bit earlier maybe they would have been a little bit more aggressive having somebody like Curtis on the floor maybe i'm just saying that i don't know no that's a fair point he he definitely the lakers it's like proven that the lakers are a better team when he's on the court um the stats back that up obviously they're not they don't they're not like that he he can make a difference in a game he can absolutely make a difference in the game just by not just his, not his scoring, but like just by his presence, like his defense, his energy, you know, all of that. It 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 spreads to his teammates. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, and also he closes games for the Lakers a lot, even when they're healthy. So, yeah, it would have been nice to have a bigger guard on uh, Markel Fultz. I think we had Troy Daniels or Quinn Cook kind of as the primary, even though LeBron, I think, was the last defender when he scored, but... We had like Quinn Cook, Troy Daniels trying to contain Marco Folds, and he'd get to, he hit some tough shots though. Like he had like I think like double um, double layups trying to trying to hit those in the rim, and he would make them. So, uh, but yeah, he had a great game. But in general, we're not taking too much out of this loss. No, not at all. The next two games though are fairly interesting. The I think uh, on Saturday uh, they play the Rockets. Yes, and mm-hmm. then I think it's Monday. I want. Am I getting that right? They on Monday. Oh yes, Martin Luther King Day. They play the Celtics. Right, and those are both Celtics. on the road. Right. I yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big, big two game trip right there, and then they get, <laughs> then they get an easy rest against the Knicks. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Can't wait for your girlfriend to hear that. A uh, nice respite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's just gonna bring up Hazonia, so it doesn't really matter. She'll she'll enjoy that at least. 
Uh, I really wanted to go to that game. Um, mm-hmm. I think the cheapest ticket that I saw was like two seventy. So then I was like, I'll just go to the Lakers at Nets game instead on Thursday. And that the cheapest was one fifty there, which is a lot less than two seventy, but is also now, you- a lot more than zero, which is the amount of disposable income I have right now. <laughs> are, you, are you combining two tickets or is it each? Oh no, sir. That was one ticket. For where? Where are you sitting? Uh I mean two two hundreds, upper two hundreds. Is that no that's not nosebleeds? In M- MSG, yeah, it's it's nosebleeds. Uh yeah. Okay. And well, I mean, in Barclays, the the 150 was nosebleeds too. That's ridiculous. And you know what's sad is that I know it's still gonna sell out. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's still gonna sell out. Clippers oh. Magic tonight was like seven dollars if you wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta throw some random Clippers slander in there. Yeah, I just gotta bring that in if you're wanting to go to an NBA game. Clippers. You know what's funny? The the Laker nosebleed seats. I checked because I was just very curious. And like if you if you try to buy tickets thirty minutes before the game online, mm-hmm. it goes from like seventy eighty to about like thirty forty. Really? Like if on like random websites. Oh wow. So it's not that bad. Like, but you gotta like gamble. You gotta like drive out to LA and be like, all right, I'm outside <laughs> Staples Center. Let's check now. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant gamble. Like you gotta bet on a game in order to make the profit <laughs> necessary. To... <laughs> no, no. Close enough. Uh, another takeaway from, well, not my takeaway, but a takeaway that lots of Lakers Twitter personalities had from the Orlando game was that Kyle Kuzma needs to be traded. <laughs> uh, who who wants to start this? I, I just think like the I'll drive Kyle Kuzma to the airport tweets need to stop. Like he's he'll have a ride. I promise you don't need to drive him <laughs> to the airport like this. There's he'll have a way to get there without you without you doing it. My my thing is, if you want to say that, that's fine. Don't tag him. Don't, <laughs> don't, he's currently playing for the team. Don't tag him. But, we might be the most cyberbullying influenced fan base on Twitter. <laughs> no, it's true. I think Danny Green said something similar to that. Like he said that on um on his show. I'm yeah. forgetting the name of his show. The Green Report. Yeah, the Green Room. Yeah, the Green, the green ah, room. that's what it is. The Green yeah. Report. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought it was plausible. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That sounds right. <laughs> he said how, like, Laker fans are, like, tough. Like, they, it's, like, tough love. Like, yeah. they're, they're, he said they're very spoiled. And I think that's right. so, like, I, I'm spoiled. I agree. I'm very spoiled. And they, like, are, it's tough love. Like, they'll get on you for a loss and stuff like that. Um, and it's true. Mm-hmm. It is true. Yeah, well, 16 championships. What do you expect? Me. <laughs> Yeah. But on Kuz, I, I I agree. Like, I think I think people are very rough on him. Yes, granted, like he with all the talk and with how much he's hyped up with saying like he's untouchable in the AD trade, like all that stuff, and then to like drop a game where he had zero points, have a game where he had four points, going two for ten, like and without especially without AD on the team, like you need him to step up. It's 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 rough. I agree. It's it's fair to criticize in a way. But it's not fair to be like, get off the team. Like, if the right trade comes, yes. But realistically, like, it's tough to find a trade for him with his type of contract and his skill. Like, you want it with with that trade, you want to get someone with like equal talent or 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 more. 
But I think he's making $2 million, I believe. I, I could be wrong there. I don't know the number. But I think he's making two-point-something amount. And, like, in order for it to trade, the contracts have to work. And it's just hard. Like, Bogdanovich makes, I think, $9 million. Like, you can't just do a straight-up trade. It's just very tough to get value with his with the, the same type of value with his contract that he has. Right. And, like, it's, it's hard to do this on Twitter. Like, if you say, I want to keep Kuz, you're like, oh, my God, why? Like, they're we're in title chase mode like we can't we can't mess around this year but i mean i like first of all he's in his third year how many like third year dudes could be a high efficient scorer like on a title team you know what i mean like, it's it's a very small list and it and it's like I, i've heard all like you can't complain last year like oh we traded speed for reggie bullock or we traded zoo for muska i know it's like a little different because like, we're obviously contenders this year, but you can't... I feel like it's a little weird to complain about the Svi trade and the Zubak trade and then and then be like, let's just give um, Detroit Kuzma for Derrick Rose. Like, it's... I just find I just find it weird. Like, I don't know. It's not just weird, it's disingenuous. Exactly. Agreed. But I think I think it is fair to criticize him, though. Like, to, to be disappointed. Oh, for sure. Because he's obviously not having the season that people expected. Um it was fair to expect him to at least get in double digits each game. It's fair to expect that, I think. And so with his performance as of late, like, and it's funny because he'll go hot and cold. Like last, last few games, he's been really hot. And then like before that he was cold. Like it's very, it's very on and off. He had a, he had an unhealthy uh, uh, off season. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's had a slow transition back. He didn't have a, he didn't have a, a summer, like he wasn't able to be in training camp. Um, and so it's harder to, you know, when he came back, this team was kind of clicking and then right. he joined in and he's trying, it seems like, you know, like everyone has their role and he's like trying to find his still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think we'll talk about this will be a topic for later about like possible trade suitors or like whether you'd want him to be traded or not. But like, I, I think, I think that, you know, it, while he just overall, while he's on the team, I don't think it's like fair to, you know, really like you know, dog him or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you can criticize him, but I'm also, like, understand, like, we don't win either game in OKC or Dallas without him, right? Like, none of those, both of those wins aren't wins without him. Like, he had, like, I think 30-something in OKC. He had, like, 26 in Dallas. And and inconsistent guys with third-year dudes are, like, expecting him to be some 18, like, they, people want him to be, like, a 6'9 Lou Williams. Which is just not going to happen this year, I guess. I don't know. That, that's kind of how I see it. I, I feel like he's obviously he struggled, but I mean, he's kind of, he doesn't need to be like a 25 point game scorer on this team. This team is good enough. I don't think you need to just give away coups. You know what I mean? Like, it should be, if it's a good deal, that makes sense. But like, some of the trades are, are a little weird. I, I think you hit it on the head. I'm not, I, I, I would, I would cry a river of tears if the Lakers traded Kyle Kuzma for Derrick Rose. Like, right. uh, that's just not what I was, that's just not, not what I signed up for. This isn't a Kuzma problem either. It's a, it's a Lakers problem, right? Like, right. like Kuzma's role has changed every year he's been on the team. And I remember that we had another player whose role changed every year he was on the team until he got traded to Cleveland. And now he's on Utah acting like they're, their second bucket getter off the bench. And he looks good. He changed his shot profile. Like, it's crazy when a guy has a defined role, what he can do. Um, and I think it's, it's going to take time for Kuzma to fall into that role. I remember, I don't, I don't remember which game it was, but Kuz had a good game and LeBron tweeted out, or maybe it was on Instagram or 
I, his IG store or something, he was like, Kuz is the key. And I still believe that, right? Like, even if he's hot and cold, even if he's doing his best Danny Green impression, like, the attention that he can that he can garner is the key to opening up things. And it's also, like, low-key – uh, no pun intended. It's kind of the key, like defensively too. If we're gonna if we're gonna have him on the floor with LeBron, AD, and say like Danny Green and KCP, like Danny Green and KCP are gonna have to guard wings. Like Danny Green's gonna guard the best wing most likely, unless we're putting Anthony Davis on him, which I don't think we would do if he's playing the five. So like, who's is gonna have to be the perimeter defender that like he doesn't have to be you know a, a positive defender, but he's gonna have to be an average defender to defend some of these guards in the playoffs if we have our our guards on wings. And like, like Kuz's success is kind of key. So I, maybe it's just me wanting to be patient because it kind of depends on his success. Our success kind of depends on his success. But I'm just not ready to, I'm just not ready to to, to to give up on my man yet. So I think it's fair to transition to see. So it's safe to say you like is there? You don't want him to be traded. I I don't. I don't want him to be traded. I don't not want him to be traded. Like I want whatever's best for the team. Yeah. And right now, what's best for the team is Kuzma coming into his own. Okay. Is it fair to say, like, uh, I mean, not fair to say, is it okay if I say, like, certain players that I would trade him for and certain that I wouldn't? I don't see why not. Okay. Because this is, like, <laughs> kind of, like, another topic. Like, trade. But anyway, anyways. Um, I, if if Lakers were able to sign Darren Carlson, I would not trade Kuzma. I, I would keep Kuzma. Mm-hmm. I think I think Carlson helps Kuzma. Um, but I, and I, and you're right in that I wouldn't trade Kuzma for, um, I wouldn't let, I wouldn't trade Kuzma for Rose. I personally, because with Kuzma, you're able to get like multiple years. And whereas Rose, you don't know how many years he has left. Um, and I know it's like a win now type of thing, which I think Mm -hmm. it's okay. If you like, if you, I, I would trade Kuzma for Bogdanovich. I don't know how you get that done. Uh, you obviously have to trade Kuzma and then make the contracts work. I would also I would do um I would do Kuzma for um uh, forgetting I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now Covington um, huh Covington yes yes I would do it for Robert Covington uh I think I think he's like I think he would substantially uh help the team out not like on both ends of the court Bogdanovich it's more so on offense where he can be that like like hot shooter but like Covington would just be that three and D guy like he will spot up in the corner. Covington can't can't really help out scoring as much as Kuzma can, and I know obviously he's struggling. But those are the people I would trade Kuzma for. I don't know how it gets done again, but I, I again, like you said, I wouldn't do it for Rose. Granted, yeah, like, Rose. Granted, Rose is having a great season. Like uh, he's having a fantastic season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Derek Rose is signed for another year as well. So if you if you trade Kuz for Derek Rose, you get. Um, you get him for two years. I, I will like half a year this year and then next year. But yeah, I just don't think that's like great asset management. Um, I feel like you can get Derrick Rose for a lot less, or if you can get Darren Collison for free. And I like the two trades you mentioned, Ollie, like for Bogdanovich and for Covington. I don't see why either of the other teams do that. You know what I mean? And yeah. then with like Bogdanovich, you have to pay him this summer, and I feel like the Kings would would kind of pay him anyway but like Covington's on a really good deal he makes 11 million dollars a year he's seen as one of the best defenders in the year if Minnesota puts Covington on the market they probably get more than what we can offer exactly and just Kuz you know like and unless if they want to go in with like a cat Kuzma um core which doesn't (laughs) make sense at all so that's kind of why I'm like I I mean I'd rather just kind of keep him 
um, because I don't think the deals make a lot of sense for anyone involved really here. I mean, yeah, like, no, that's that's fair. I was saying like what I would be down for. Obviously, like right. I don't know. I don't think they get done. Right. But it's what I would like love to see. Um, mm-hmm. Also, there's like D'Lo rumors with Minnesota, and if mm-hmm. that happens, obviously Covington's going to the Warriors. Right. Um. So yeah, I I don't see it either happening. But I was saying like those are the two that I would love, and I'd sure. be down to trade Kuzma for. Yeah, those are both like highway robbery for the Lakers. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. I'm just looking at it from like one side. Like getting Kuzma for Covington doesn't seem fair when that's their only piece left from the Jimmy Butler deal. You know what I mean? Like the like the only piece left from the Jimmy Butler deal is is um Covington, and then the Kings like they have a young guy who's seen as a young up-and-coming star and they're gonna trade him for kyle kuzma just seems very weird but i mean oh. maybe it could happen you never know it's the kings but i mean it's, it's just I, I just feel like gerson rosas this is his first year full year on the job uh-huh. vlade is under a lot of pressure um although you know not that that ever really matters for vlade because he <laughs> fired a better coach than the one he hired right. um but like I, I feel like no one's just gonna let the lakers come up on them like that and also right. Uh, and I might be wrong in this. I just feel like Kyle Kuzma as a player, out of all the teams in the league, he's most valuable to the Lakers. Like, right. I, I, I don't know who else. Like, we're the ones that need, like, another shot creator. Like, we're the ones that need his shooting and scoring more than anything. Like, the stakes are the highest for the Lakers. So I just, I don't, because I don't think. Like, his value to the Lakers roster is more than I think his value to anybody else. So, I don't think there's a trade to be had, to be honest. Like, if we if we can just sign Darren Collison, then, like, you know what? There are plenty of imperfect teams that have won championships. There has not been – there have been maybe two perfect teams that won a championship. And I, I don't think we need to be the third in order to, to, to contend. Fair point. All right, let's put a bow on that. Uh <laughs> The Lakers are thirty-three and eight. Right. The thirty-three plus eight equals forty-one. Halfway. They, I didn't even need to say eighty-two <laughs> divided by two. We were already there. We're halfway through. Uh, I, I do. I do this for sports, not for math. <laughs> well, sports are becoming math, so here we go. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think I expected the Lakers to be, you know, thirty-three and eight halfway through the season um so there there are certain things that i think uh I, I guess stats speaking of math that sort of indicate for me like the issues that i've seen for the lakers and i'm curious you know what what you guys think as well uh obviously the lakers are boasting what i i guess a third third best defense maybe yeah i think they're third in defensive rating right now fourth in offensive rating right now so top five in each could be top three in each with a good game um but the things that that are that are not looking as good um the lakers are 19th in in free throws per per uh field goal attempt uh at at about 19 percent or 0.19 i guess you want to do um also they are just middling uh in turnover percentage um 15th in the league 13 percent of possessions I feel like those are two of the things that I would look at and say, like, these are the things that I'm most concerned about. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact stat, but, like, somebody said that LeBron and Anthony Davis are, like, averaging. I mean, we, we've talked about this on the pod. They're averaging the least amount of drives 
this year than they have in their entire career. And I think that lends itself right to the free throw rate. And then additionally, um, you know, because of the high turnover rate, like I think, I think that one, they don't get easy baskets, so they don't get easy points. And two, there's a lack of playmaking or a lack, I, I guess you should say, of ball handling that lends itself to the turnover rate. And I think those are the two biggest numbers halfway through the season that I'm like, the Lakers are so good. If they could just be a little bit better at these two things, we'd be in a much better position. I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think a lot of that is starting um, to like starting Anthony Davis with another traditional center. So it's kind of hard for LeBron, especially to drive and AD as well. Um, you'll see this in crunch times well against like really good teams. AD will settle for like the mid range jumper, especially because he'll have like a traditional center next to him. So I think he needs to play the five when things really matter. And also, yeah, the turnovers, I think that's a lot to do with him having, not having another playmaker. Rondo is a really high <laughs> turnover guard. Um, I think as you see, he tries a lot of like really tough passes. So. Yeah, I think that that's the thing they got to clean up the most, especially in the buyout market. I would like to see, obviously, oh, Darren Collison. If we can get Darren Collison, then that kind of solves a lot of those issues. But, uh, yeah, just having another playmaker I think would help. LeBron gets – we saw it in Orlando against Orlando last night. He kind of looked tired at the end, especially without Anthony Davis. He had no one else to help him kind of make plays. He was the only one making plays. He had, like, I think 18 assists, but um, I think at the end of the night he was kind of tired and – I think he had a lot of turnovers as well. So, yeah, I, th- I think those are the two things that they'll clean up by either trade or the buyout market coming up. As as far as LeBron's drives, I think I think that's something we'll see all season. He's not driving in as much as he has, like, in past seasons. I think it's just really, like, in-game load man- management. Like, just not doing that as often. And I think in the playoffs, you're going to see that completely change. Um, I think that, like, yeah, I just think it completely changes during the playoffs. Um, as far as their turnover stuff, I, again, agree. Like they just, when LeBron's off the court, there's no playmaker. And because of that, they, the offense is a little bit off and stagnant and you make some, you know, bad passes. It's just, to me, the biggest need for the Lakers is another playmaker for non LeBron minutes like that, that there's obviously a little bit more, you know, um, issues like maybe another wing defender or anything like that. But I think that's the biggest like key the Lakers need to answer this season before the playoffs start. Real quick, just because you 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 mentioned, I feel like the, these. I, I had a thought earlier because you mentioned the Lakers need another playmaker when when LeBron's not on the court. But it's like when we've seen Anthony Davis, like we've seen how the the Lakers perform defensively with Anthony Davis out, and it leaves something to be desired. Right, and we've also seen the non-LeBron minutes that that the offense without LeBron leaves something to be desired. And I think it's 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 a weird like kind of a duh statement that I'm about to make, but it's just crazy how like black and white that is. Like when Anthony Davis isn't playing, the defense is like just not the same, and when LeBron isn't playing, the offense is just not the same. And it's just like. That, that that's my that's my one thought. My second thought is I completely I thought this the other day too. LeBron, like we've seen this happen every year for like the last four years, and we get fooled every year in mid January. We're like, I mean, he's God, he's just not giving it his all. And then like May's gonna hit, and he's gonna be going fucking bananas every game. Absolutely, absolutely. I like you. I I know like LeBron is gonna be complete, and like it's crazy to say because he's still a, he's a great player now. But, like, to say that he'll be a different player in the playoffs is, like, terrifying. But Laker fans didn't see it. Like, none of us saw it last season, you know, because we didn't make the playoffs. 
But I truly believe, like, especially with LeBron missing the playoffs last season, like, when it's playoffs time this season, he's going to go crazy. Like, he, he's probably missed it. He Like, I just, I think you're going to see, uh, like, we've seen him motivate LeBron this season, but you'll mm-hmm. see, like, another level of a motivated LeBron. Game one of the 2018 finals every game of the damn playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron might be the best ever, right? Understanding how long a season is, how long, how much to push his body on every single night. He's and he's like load managing load through manager. these games, right? Like yeah. he, like last night he had 19 points, um, but he had 36 minutes, but it didn't seem like they were really tough minutes. Like, it, I mean, he didn't run back a few times and transition, things like that. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, even against the Cavs, like he played 33 minutes. It didn't feel like 33 minutes. Like he was kind of just chilling a lot of the times. Um, he'll, he'll be on like spot up shooters and like, he'll just understand how to like go through that. But um, yeah, I, I think in the playoffs he'll be ready. My favorite was when LeBron missed the dunk. He just did not. He was so he, he put his head down and he just did not go back down the court. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I was watching with some people and they were like, "Is LeBron hurt?" And I was like, "Just as pride, just as pride." <laughs> and then that was contagious. It got KCP to miss a dunk. I was like, oh, "Come on!" <laughs> to have two missed dunks in a game you lose by one point is just not a great, great look at all. Uh, yeah, that those. I'm laughing about it now, but like when you really think about it, those would have been huge. Yeah. I, I, I was a little pissy. I was a little pissy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, it, like, like you said, uh, previously, Ali, we got, we got two big ones coming up and, uh, second half of the season is about to start on a, on a real bang. I mean, Houston got blown out by Portland, so I don't even consider that a big game, to be completely honest with you. Like, you, you let Melo go off like that. It's whatever. No disrespect to Melo. How many points Mello. did Melo have that game? That's something I really should know, and Sam's going to be pissed that I don't. I'm going to I'm gonna start quizzing you on stuff like this during the pod. Just so yeah, just, it's just random non-Laker-related uh, statistical information. I'm always going to fail, by the way. Um I guess uh, to to close out, we can sort of touch on the uh, the Alex Caruso All Star vote. I mean, All Star voting in general, but mm-hmm. it's the Alex Caruso All Star voting. Also, before I get too crazy, Carmelo Anthony had 18 points and 12 rebounds, seven of 10 from the field against the Rockets. Revenge game. Revenge game. <laughs> Still can't believe he got dropped after 10 games like that. That's pretty crazy. Like, it's like, yeah, Carmelo, you're the problem. Like, <laughs> it's not Chris Paul and James Harden hate each other. Like, yeah, you're the problem. Go home. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know who's not the problem? Alex Caruso. You damn right. <laughs> Fourth in the West in guard voting, guys. Is there? Ch- could we do this? Could we really do this? No, he he's not gonna get in. Like, even even if he was, fr- I I don't know how it works exactly. How, but like, even if he's first, he won't get in because it's like not just fan voting, right? It's, so isn't it fifty percent fan voting? Yeah, fifty percent is fan voting, and then like twenty five is like the coaches. And I think the other twenty five is the players. Uh, there, there's right. no way, Cruz. Even even if he's first, he won't get in. No. Yeah, there's but no way. It's cool to see. I, I I absolutely love it. No, if he's first, he gets in, right? Because I mean, that's half the vote. I mean, I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't know the uh, the algorithm that they use up in Olympic <laughs> Tower. I'm pretty sure that no matter where Alex Caruso finishes, the math will add up to leave him not a starter. I'm willing to go out on a limb and guess that. 
That's Amen. too bad. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. I I love also that LeBron calls Crusoe goat. Like that's so funny to me. <laughs> I'm like I also I also like I feel really passionately that people take the All Star game way too seriously in the first place. Like to be offended that Alex Caruso is getting so many votes. Like there's a reason it's a fan vote. Right. It's not like, like, it's not like the coaches are, it's not like a, it's, it's not a merit based award. It's a popularity contest. So not, not just that, but don't say that Alex Caruso is the reason why, why, why uh, ratings are down. Right. Like that's so, not, that's not fair at all. Like that's, that's, I, I still am of the belief that the two major reasons, and we talked about this on another pod, but it's like how many star injuries are happening right now. Like, just to just to name some, it's Zion, it's Durant, it's mm-hmm. Kyrie. Well, Kyrie just came back. It's Steph, it's Clay. Like it's just there's just a multitude. Oladipo, like there's just a lot, and also it's just the way the game is sold. Not as far as like Crusoe wise, but it's how like or it's not sold so far. But like just broadcasting, I think is a is a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I I think those are the two main issues. Right, like you can't dominate the summer with free agency and then be mad when like people aren't watching a game in January. I mean, like there's, <laughs> you can't dominate the whole year round and then be mad when you don't dominate January the way you used to. It's just kind of the way the NBA has gone. But yeah, like I mean, like you said before, like Taco Fall has more votes than Caruso, and there's no well, not uproar. Anymore. Yeah, there's not no anymore. uproar over that. So yeah, Laker fans made sure that wasn't a thing anymore. <laughs> Somebody was like trying to explain that away on Twitter. They were like, "No, well, it makes sense because Taco Fall's tall and like it's interesting because he's tall, but like Alice Curry and I was, what, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what in the Lord's name are you talking about right now?" But anyway, shout out AC, shout out the goat as always. <laughs> now he's only getting minutes because he's a balding white dude. Right, that's that's the only reason why. That's, that's what I heard. Yeah, it's not because he's like third in fourth quarter minutes, and like actually like maybe the best on a team in net rating and it, it, all, it would, all these other things. It, you know, it, it's kind of crazy if he was actually playing over Rondo. I feel like he'd have less All Star votes. Like I feel like it's kind of like a stick in the like we're we're sticking it to the man, being like this dude should be playing. And if he was just getting the minutes he should be getting, we'd be like. Yeah, you know he's a great player. Like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be all this vitriol, but you yeah. Know. yeah. Are you trying to say that people are trying to peer pressure Vogel to play him? Kind of rounding up this episode. I think we can end right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I don't need to know these things. I- <laughs> Speaking of Vogel, though, uh, Kevin Arnovitz. Uh, I guess it'll be out by the time people listen to this podcast, uh, unless I'm super efficient tonight, which I'll try to be. Um, but Kevin Arnovitz will have a, a piece, uh, a feature, I should say, about Vogel and about the culture that he set in the locker room coming out tomorrow. Right. Um, and I think we can just end just with an appreciation halfway through the season. It was such a tumultuous season last season, such a tumultuous offseason with the hirings and whatnot. It's like, man, it's, I feel like, you know, Rob Palinka got an extension. Vogel's just just coaching the team very well, except when he allows LeBron to peer pressure him into coaches challenging something that's very obviously out of bounds off LeBron. <laughs> but other than those instances, I've just been super happy with it. Uh, I feel good about I feel good about the squad. I do too, man. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, seeing Troy and like Daniel, uh, sorry, Troy and Cook stay ready um, says a lot about the culture. You know, I mean, like they uh, they know their role. Like every every person that goes in knows exactly what they're asked to do. Um, yeah, it says a lot about what he said with the stars, of course, but like as a coaching staff and as a as a whole team, they they seem all connected and clicking. So hopefully, these next forty one go as great as these first forty one. All right. Well, without any further ado, this has been the forum. Peace. Peace. Yes. Oh, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was too. And on my end, it sounded like I was a split second sooner. MacBooks, man. Can't trust them. All right. Well, you know what? Just end it.